Good morning and uh, welcome again to North Clay as we continue our devotional series of reading through the scriptures. In a year, uh, to this morning we are in uh, Numbers chapters 9 through 12. Um, as we've talked about the previous two days, um, God is preparing the nation of Israel to depart the Sinai wilderness and as they go on their journey uh, to the promised land. Well, today we will see that they finally do depart with, um, Sinai and they start heading towards uh, their journey toward the promised land. Chapter 9 opens in the first 14 verses and the Passover uh, is taken and uh, they observe the Passover uh, as a nation. Uh, verses 5 through 23, the cloud covering the tabernacle departs. Chapter 10, the instructions uh, in the first 10 verses for the silver trumpets are given. And chapters, or uh, verses 11 through 36 of chapter 10, Israel finally departs and leaves Sinai. Chapter 11, the people complain. The first nine verses, 10 through 15, Moses complains. Verses 16 through 30, elders are appointed to aid Moses. And verses 31 through 35, the quail and the plague. And then finally, chapter 12, is Miriam, Miriam and Aaron complain. And for our purposes today, that is what we're going to look at. Is uh, We're going to take a look at the first nine verses of chapter 12. And chapter 12 says, Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman whom he had taken as a wife, for he had taken a Cushite woman. And they said, Has Yahweh indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us as well? And Yahweh heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than any man who was on the face of the earth. Suddenly Yahweh said to Moses and Aaron and to Miriam, You three come out to the tent of meeting. So the three of them came out. Then Yahweh came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the doorway of the tent. And he called Aaron and Miriam, and then both came forward. And he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, Yahweh, shall make myself known to him in a vision. I shall speak with him in a dream, not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my household. With him I speak mouth to mouth, indeed clearly and not in riddles. And behold, and he beholds the forms of Yahweh. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant, against Moses? So the anger of Yahweh burned against them, and he went away. We see, again, um, here specifically as Miriam and Aaron are complaining against God's prophet Moses, the one that he has spoken through, the one he has used back in Egypt uh, and bringing the plagues and announcing the plagues to Pharaoh, uh, the man he used to deliver them out of Egypt, the man he uh, used uh, when he parted the sea as they could pass through on dry ground to the other side, and the man he spoke to on the Mount, of Sin on Mount Sinai as he gave the law. So this is the man they're complaining about, and again, we see that um, complaining uh, 
is a refrain that we see in this section of the book. Uh, and, and it's nice to know that, that these um, things have gone away with the nation of Israel, that they do not come forward today. And uh, everybody is content with their circumstances and no one is upset and complains. We see right out of the gate that as soon as they leave the, the wilderness region, the people begin to complain. The people complain that they only have manna to eat. Moses complains to God because of the complaints of the people of Israel. And again, remember, there is a large number of people that he is leading. Over a million people. You can imagine the complaints and it wouldn't take much for an uproar to happen. And now Miriam and Aaron complains about Moses. God's prophet, they showed displeasure and discontentment with God. When you speak against God's prophet, he is the one, he is God's mouthpiece to the people. So you are ultimately complaining and they are ultimately complaining um, not to and about Moses, but ultimately they're complaining to and about God because they are in discontent with the conditions that they find themselves in. And they're quite frankly, they're jealous because uh, it appears uh, rightly that they have observed that God has uniquely used their brother Moses in a way that he has not completely used them. So again, we look for the foreshadowing uh, of Christ as, as Moses is God's prophet foreshadows the perfect prophet to come, that is Christ. And we see this um, as the book of Hebrews opens. The first four verses reads, God having spoken long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways in these last days he spoke to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also, through also he made the worlds. Who is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power? Who having accomplished cleansing for sin, sat down at the right hand of majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has inherited a more excellent name than they did. So again, um, Moses as his prophet foreshadows the perfect prophet of Christ, but um, a takeaway here is, we must be careful that when we encounter difficulties in our lives, um, when we um, may not even um, agree or, or like what some of the scriptures has to say, especially when it accuses us of our sin, that ultimately our discontentment is discontentment with God. And so we must be careful uh, that uh, and prayerful that we have the mind like Paul when he said he has learned to be content in whatever circumstance he finds himself. Whether in plenty or whether in want, his, um, his contentment lies in the joy that he belongs to Christ. And that is our ultimate goal and that it should be our prayer and our striving each and every day that we are content with our circumstances regardless uh, of what our circumstances are.